Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined by the incredible, the amazing, the man from man. It's Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey! And you are here with Fret Talk episode 107. This is out of the ordinary for us because we are recording on an incredibly sunny afternoon. Um... <laughs> You might even, uh, at points during this, you might even be able to hear me sweating. It is that bad. So, for you podcast listeners, I have closed the windows and shut the doors and made sure that there's no extraneous noise coming through this audio, but at the expense of my comfort. So, I will be I will be taking one for the team on this one. So, yeah. you are very much welcome. Um, how are you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not too bad. Tired, but you know, I'm always tired. <laughs> I think that's 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 just becomes adult life, doesn't it? Any anything after like the age of twenty five, it's just a, a, <laughs> a cycle of being tired, and then yeah, pretty much that. I mean, you wake up, you're still tired. You you just about get untired, and then and then you're tired again. Yep, yeah, it's pretty much it. Um, yeah, working night shifts is. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would. I would expect so. I would expect so. Well, yeah. Other than that, I'm. I'm good. So you, um, you're having to teach yourself to become nocturnal. Yeah, um, which is mostly all right until like you remember. Um, I often talk about working for a, an events company. Yeah. Well, yesterday morning at 9am, I got a phone call from the guy who runs that company asking <laughs> if I could help him yesterday. Now, bearing in mind, I finished my shift at half past five yeah. and went to bed about half past six, probably got to sleep about seven o'clock. So I got two hours sleep and then I had this guy calling me and I'm like, oh, and then didn't get back to sleep. So that was fun. Yeah. So that was kind of prime, <laughs> prime sleeping time. That's the equivalent of being called up at like one in the morning. Like, yeah, for, for a normal you, person, yeah. Can you, can, you, can you just can you just like wake up and and come and come and sort this problem out for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. I will do that. I will absolutely do that. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the trials and tribulations, the things we do for for a, a better job, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? How are you? Yeah, I mean, exactly the same. Just it's just really tired. Really, really tired. Um, I seem to be doing less and less during the summer, but being more and more tired, and I don't know how that's working out. Um, <laughs> I think me and heat don't work out very well. So I definitely know that feeling. Yeah, I think I've, as I've got older, I've got uh, I've become a, a slightly stockier build. That's a that's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? Um, yep. And and with that comes the absolute hatred of being uh, like above a certain temperature or below a certain temperature. I, I like just being kind of tepid. <laughs> and anything out of that realm is just it's not good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally know that feeling. Oh, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. But hey ho, <laughs> I suppose we should talk about some guitar stuff, shouldn't we? Because it's it's probably about five minutes in already. <laughs> I don't know. I've um, I've forgot to put my my glasses on for today as well, so my vision is not fantastic. So, so uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be all right. If if there's any any terrible stuff, I can edit it out. 
I'll say that every time and I'll never do. So. <laughs> You, you know, when, yeah. when was the last time you edited a podcast that Ayrton wasn't on? <laughs> no, yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's got to be... Uh, has he been been on since since the 100? Not that's, that I'm aware of. The 100 was a live one, wasn't it? I think, I think he might have been on 101, but I don't know. He was, because he took part in the first Room 101, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. Yes, there you go. Then. Yeah. So it's been a little while. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's got to, so one oh seven. That's got to be about two months now, hasn't it? Yeah, cray cray. Right. So, uh, so what you been up to, man? What you been up to? You been to any guitar-y based things? Um, I played a little bit of guitar. Um, the old band is asking me to learn songs and put them in the set, which is great because I've got to learn stuff for the new band, and I've now got to learn stuff for the old band. <laughs> so yeah, um, I've been. Learning some stuff to put in a set for. I've got a practice tomorrow night and then a gig on Saturday. So I've been learning an Arctic Monkeys track yeah. from their first album. I say I've been learning that. I pretty much learned that entire album when I was about 16. So cool. I haven't actually looked at that yet, and the practice is tomorrow night, and I'm pretty comfortable that I'll be fine. Um, what tune is it? I think it's Fake Tales of San Francisco, oh, but I mean, th- they could say any of the tracks on that album, and I can play both the guitar parts, so... There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that one wasn't too bad. It's like when everyone, uh, whenever anyone throws a Thin Lizzy tune at me, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got that covered, pretty sure I know that, <laughs> pretty sure I know that better than the guy who wrote it. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. so I've got that, I've got Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division... Absolute tune, yeah. Yeah, so um, we're putting that in the set to replace Every Day I Love You Less and Less as our favourite wedding song. It's very melancholy. It's, it's, so <laughs> it kind of fits that, whereas uh, Every Day I Love You it's quite, it's a bit more aggressive. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, whereas, yeah, the Joy Division almost kind of... <laughs> It almost sounds like you're resigned to the fact that <laughs> the marriage will, will will not work. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that one in the set. There is something else. Um, I can't remember what it was. It's something It's something again that I... I uh, stuff we've already done in the past. So yeah. I can't remember which tracks it is, but it's like... it's I, I know them. I just need to go over them again. Because we've been going for nearly 10 years now, which is scary. And we're putting stuff in from... Oh, it's She Bangs the Drums by... Is, it, is that Stone Roses? No, we haven't an absolute clue. Like. I think it's a Stone Roses track, and there's another one called What You Know by a band called The Two Door Cinema Club. Interesting. Um, one of them's clean, one of them isn't. Okay. That's, all I remember. That's all I remember about those tracks. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. where you have to stand on your pedal board. <laughs> yeah. Sound? Yeah, so... That's mostly what I've been doing, apart from buying gear. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> I think you teased what I bought on the last podcast. Oh, yes, yes, the, I did, the, yeah. The live, the live podcast that hasn't been released yet, but um, I, I managed to catch some clips of while yeah. I sat in an airport. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I have bought a Raise the Dead fuzz off Mr. Tater FX. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an absolute marvel of 
of uh, engineering, like electronic engineering, with the uh, the pickup simulator uh, impedance thing, just so that it's yeah. you put it anywhere and it will be sound. Uh, so I, I can't wait for you to uh, for try that because I've tried it and I, I think it's it's absolutely stupid fun. It's <laughs> it's it's complete immaturity, but. Yeah, well, like, there's a couple of tracks that the new band is doing where rather than drive, I could do with fuzz. And, like, I, I, I'd i been coveting a Raise the Dead for a while. And yeah. then Stuart put on Instagram that he had some B-stock floating did, around. Yeah. And I think it's got a scratch on it somewhere. Yeah. And... If I'm putting it on my pedal board, eventually it's going to get a scratch. Yeah, that scratch is going to multiply. <laughs> so yeah, it really like the finish really doesn't bother me. And he was and it was down from one whatever it is to one thirty, and I was just like, okay, yeah. well I'll, I'll have that then. So here's a little inside scoop for for anyone uh, anyone looking at the the tight effects stuff is that um. Stuart has an incredibly low tolerance for for not perfect stock. Uh, <laughs> so when he says B stock, chances are that's probably something that you wouldn't even consider to have been a blemish. Um, he's just that much of a perfectionist. But it doesn't mean that you can get like an extra like twenty odd quid knocked off a pedal just because he's so picky. Yeah. Um, so which you've you've managed to utilize. I've uh, has, has he has he sent you a, a picture of the of the thing coming to you yet? No, um, I've had emails saying it's on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I know something about that. I'll tell you tell you about it after the cast. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a fun. In fact, I probably won't actually. I'll wait for you to see it because it's really it's really funny. Um, okay. So it's yeah, you've got a you've got a fantastic surprise waiting for you. Hey. Um. So yeah, that's that's awesome, and the fact that like you're gonna be getting a one of the, one of those pedals that I've uh, I've I've managed to managed to play, but can't really talk about with with most people because they they haven't played it. So we get to compare notes as well. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, it it's just like I say, I I sort of need fuzz, but don't particularly actually like need it. It's just yeah, I mean, it, it'll fit a couple of songs, and I'm sure I can find other places to put fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm, 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 sure that, I'm sure there's a euphemism or something. I'm, some I'm pretty thing. sure I can find an extra twelve bars in Red House to change <laughs> my guitar tone slightly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, raise the dead coming coming to you. I think I'm going to dig mine out, and we we'll do a little little comparison. What we might do is do like a little, uh, little playoff where we do uh, like a comparison at video with both of us. If I can grab some yeah. time, we'll do that. And see what we can yeah. get out of it. That sounds like a good idea. It does. Doesn't um, it? The other thing that I've bought is that um, we've spoken about, but not uh, you've not seen yet. It's finally arrived. My little compressor oh. from JSA. Nice, 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 nice. That's going to go on the board when I get to practice tomorrow night. 
and it's going to replace the mower, and I'm going to try and dial it in tomorrow night. See how cool. easy it is to dial in at a practice. There is is that the one? Has it got the the um, compression rate LED on it as well? Yeah, so I don't know that you can see at the bottom there, there's two LEDs. One is for on-off, and the yeah. other one is for... Yeah, um, indicates, it, it, yeah, indicates when the compression triggers. Yeah, and, and then we, it's got a, a level of co- a comp, and then a speed switch yeah. as well. I mean, that that in and of itself is is worth the, uh, w- worth the admittance price alone, that is, isn't it? The- yeah, yeah. I mean, the LED is just perfect for... Idiots like me that can't can't tell until it's too late. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's that's it with compression. By the time you can hear it, it's already too much. Yeah. So that that yeah, that's going to give me a whole lot easier. So I'm I'm sure it's going to. That's why I'm planning on dialing it in at a practice because I'm pretty sure it's going to be very easy to dial in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's arrived and is like I say, it'll go on the board tomorrow. Um. And the other thing that I've bought, which isn't <laughs> what 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 what. what? The other thing that I've bought, which isn't actually guitar-related, but is for guitar-style stuff, is I film all the videos I do on my iPhone, um, Mm -hmm. and in the Amazon Prime Day sales, I picked up a tripod with a shotgun mic on it that is designed um, designed for phones. Um. And I tried the the microphone out the other day, um, and what I did was I turned my Alexa up to ten, put some music on, and then tried to see whether like the shotgun mic is directional as it's supposed to be. And yeah. you can barely hear the music in the background, and you can you can hear me talking fine, which was really weird because I couldn't hear myself when I was saying the words. So that should improve the quality of my videos. Absolutely. I would hope. You're going to be doing them better than I can, so. Sounds <laughs> like something I should invest in. But yeah, so that's the other thing that's sort of yeah. I've spent some money on. Kind of segues into into what I've been doing as well, actually. Which, in comparison to you with your spending spree, going like, <laughs> making it rain, um, is it, is very little. So I've been trying to utilise the um, the equipment that I've already got. And see what is the most viable option for um, for some silent recording because um, I'm in the the situation where if ever I want to do any recording, uh, like of pedal demos or or even even kind of music recording just in general, um, if my uh, if my son is in the house. Um, if I start playing playing my instruments while he's in the house, he will come come over and and uh, intervene uh, with my <laughs> with my practice regime. Um, and if I do it whilst he's in bed, the noise is likely going to wake him up. And no one no one wants to wake up a child. Uh, no, I mean not. I mean, he's woke me up enough time, so it's it's not a moral issue. I I, I don't care if I wake him up <laughs> because he deserves it. Um, but it's it's more of the fact that I would then have to deal with that shit, uh, <laughs> which nobody wants to do. Uh, so I've been looking for for silent solutions, um, and I've been trying out a couple, and I. Um, I've, I've tried two uh, two things concurrently, and I, I did a little kind of test. So, 
the way I did it, because I haven't got an AB wide box, and I needed to split my signal into two. I plugged myself into um, into one of the TC pedals with a stereo out, and, and went from the stereo <laughs> out, but bypassed the pedal, uh, which worked perfectly. Uh, and then I, I sent one into uh, the Joyo British Sound, which is uh, their take on the like the Tech Twenty One Marshall uh, emulator. I can't remember what they call it. I think JC JC emulator or something like that. I, I, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it's essentially like it's it's Marshall flavored, and then it's got like a, a voice control where it goes from earlier lower gain Marshalls to to more modern kind of the the 800 900 kind of style where it's got a bit more gain, uh, a bit more bottom end as well. Um, so it, so this voice control is really really nice. It's, it it almost works as kind of like a sweepable presence control. Uh, but also affects the gain as well. Yeah. Uh, so I had a go with that, um, but then the other side of it went into uh, went directly into the front of my HT5, which has got an emulated line out, um, okay. which is supposed to model uh, a 112 cab or a 412 cab, depending on whether you've which, which way you've got it set. Um, I always felt that the uh, the the emulated line out was okay, but not fantastic. So what I did with both signals, I, I treated them both the same and run them through an IR uh, loader on the on the computer and then through, um, through a little bit of reverb so that it doesn't seem quite as directed in your face. Yeah. Um, the first, the first uh, experiment with it, the IRs that I used were very, very poor quality. Um, so <laughs> it made the sound really boxy, uh, but then I've, I've managed to find that um, Celestian do a uh, a free set of IRs, one of which is a a, a modelled vintage thirty. Uh, so I used that, and with this IR loader, you can you can load two different uh, two different IRs and blend them. Uh, so it, I did a vintage thirty close mic'd, and then like the back of a, vin- a vintage 30 and then kind of blended it into taste and then it sounded much much nicer uh it's still not quite not quite um up to standard and not quite at a point where i'd say that's good enough to uh to replace my pedal demo rig but it, it's getting there uh, and i've done some some experimentation with that so out of the two out of the uh the, the british sound and the uh, the HT5, um, the HT5 probably sounded nicer, um, but there weren't great deals in it. And I think the problem was I'd um, I'd just plugged straight into them without kind of dialing them in. So I had I had the EQ set because I, I used the um, the British sound a couple of weeks back for a drive pedal, as I mentioned. Uh, on our last yeah. cast. So I'd, I'd got it dialed in where it sounded great with a bit of drive. And with this, I'd, I'd dialed it all the way back. So it was a, it was a base clean. clean yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a potential, uh, something that I might want to mess about with to see if I can get like a, a slightly fuller and less, uh, less, uh, top end heavy sound. Um, but I've also got kicking around. I've got the, 
the Harley Benton version of the um, the American sound, which is the uh, the the tweed um, amp emulator thing from again from Tech uh, Tech Twenty One, is it? Yeah, um, I think so. And they're supposed to be really good. The guy from um, from In the Blues, uh, Shane. He often cites them as I mean he on on uh, a recent video of his asked if he had to do a gig without an amp what he'd use and he said I'd run my pedal board with a with one of those at the end and and that's that'd be good enough for me. Um, so that's potential for getting uh, a nicer uh, a nicer clean tone for it. And if I can get that working, I'm going to be rolling in uh, pedal board demo <laughs> reviews and. And whatnot soon. Ace. So that should be good. Um, it was it was a really uh, really interesting rabbit hole that I went down because uh, I, I I found the the free uh, Celestian impulse responses, but then I also found uh, another company that did uh, did a, a bunch of different uh, impulse responses, but not only uh, like guitar cabs. There was like uh, Mesa cabs and Orange cabs, and there was uh, like a Vox. Uh, Vox combos uh, that were emulated as well, but it also did bass cabs as well. So for when I'm DIing uh, bass tracks, if I ever need to do that, I've yeah. then got then got that as a, a slightly more authentic tone for that as well. Um, All sounds good, and it, it's it's encouraged me a little bit to uh, to look into some more of the Celestian stuff because they did really sound good. Um, and I know that uh, Brian Wampler mentions uh, and cites the Celestian impulse responses as being really, uh, really quite easy to use and really, really quite good sounding as well. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, if they're they're free as well, um, they're accessible to everybody, aren't they? Yeah, or yeah. Everybody so with a computer. That's it. So I mean, the 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 free impulse responses. All you needed to do was like uh, put in a email address, and then it it sends them through to that. Uh, and that was there was probably a good uh, five or six different uh, impulse responses there, which were free. Um, and then, obviously, if you if you know that there's a, a speaker that you specifically like, if you if you're a fan of the green back or the cream back or or the uh, the golds or the blues, you could then just go onto their website and download those impulse responses. Um, for and I don't think they're particularly expensive as well. So there you go. That's uh that's been my foray into uh into that kind of side of the uh the modelling world. It's kind of um pairing it with an analog uh analog preamp, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um which it's it's fine. It's fine, absolutely fine. Um I did find that when I was using the HT five, um because it was a direct line from an amplifier, it there was uh, a, a noise to the signal because uh, I was using single coils as well, which I, I usually do. There was that kind yeah. of low, uh, low hum, um, which I dialed out using uh, using a, a simple noise gate. But it was uh, it was just it was a little bit noisier than the the, the pedal for some reason. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so we we've got some news, haven't we? We have got some news. It's it's been. Don't know if you know this, uh, listener, but 
quite recently, <laughs> there's been something called SNAM. Um, and SNAM is somewhat of a big deal. Um, so we, on our last podcast, we absolutely smashed through uh, a, a great deal of the SNAM news. Um, but we're picking up some of the uh, some of the other news uh, articles that weren't weren't out then, or that just didn't quite uh, reach that that peak uh, to be mentioned straight away. Uh, so the first one, uh, which is a uh, an instrument company and an instrument which is kind of close to my heart, which is uh, is Fender. Um, they're releasing a custom shop version of uh, Phil Linnett's bass, so the the bass player and lead singer of Thin Lizzy. Um, so massive, massive Thin Lizzy fan. Um, and so this is a, uh, it's based on his 78p bass. Um, and it's pretty, pretty stock apart from it's got the mirrored pick guard, which uh, is synonymous with Phil's bass. And it's got the. So the badass two bridge, which I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I kind of want one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. it, it, if it's a badass bridge, it's better than a normal bridge, isn't it? And this is not even just the badass bridge. This is the badass two. This is twice as badass, or at least <laughs> increased badassery. Uh, so it's yeah, like I say, mirror pit guard, badass, badass bridge. Uh, the there are only sixty of these bases being made, so relatively exclusive if you think about the amount of people in the world 60 wouldn't even give one each um so uh they're, they're made by john cruz as well which is i mean he's he's a mass a master builder isn't he, he he's he's um not just a master builder he's one of the master builders um so i mean he he's he's so uh prolific that i've heard of his name uh <laughs> I mean, I've only heard of one of them, and is it Yuri Shishkov is here? Yeah, Shishkov. Yeah, yeah. Cru- yeah. yeah Cruz is another one. Uh, there's like ten of them, isn't there? So yeah, there's quite a few. Um, but if if it were a, a question in pointless, uh, I'd be able to do Shishkov. I'd be able to do Cruz, and then after that, yeah. I'd just m- <laughs> mumble. Relatively American sounding <laughs> names, and until until they stopped asking me. Uh, so, um, yeah, sixty pieces, John Cruz. How much? Uh, uh, you already know the answer to this, to this one, but how much would you say would be a reasonable price for what is essentially like a a late seventies bass guitar with a mirrored pickguard and a slightly different bridge? Okay, so it's basically a guitar that they already make. But made by a master builder. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's got a master builder's name on it. So you probably add seventy percent of the normal price. So if we say an American P base is seventeen hundred quid, yeah, three grand. I mean that that sounds a bit fair. What what I would do is slap uh, an extra grand on for the for the for the, oh, uh, for the mirror. Of course, they've got to buy a mirror, haven't they? <laughs> no, I was going to say for the for the custom shop, uh, for the for the sake of it being seen, like gracing the walls of the custom shop, slap yeah. a grand on it just for that. Okay, yeah. So um, we'll say four grand then. There, so it's a four thousand pound base, right? Yeah. Well, 
we're not we're not terribly far off. Um, so if you're thinking like uh, you could get you could get an American uh, American peat base for about let's say thirteen hundred if you if you look around times it by ten and then <laughs> then you're there. So this is thirteen thousand thirteen four four nine for this thing. Um, I, I'm a Thin Lizzy fan and like I, I I'm stumped. I'm completely stumped. I was <laughs> I was sniffing like turning my nose up at the fact that they uh, they reissued uh, the Johnny the Fox album vinyl, but in the the rare red print. And I was going, oh, twenty two quid for that! My gosh, I can get the the CD for th- like four quid on Music Magpie <laughs> or something. So, yeah. perhaps perhaps I'm not the. Uh, the target audience for this specific uh, for this specific thing, but it, they did say it's it's for the aficionados and the collectors. Um, but really, like if I'm if you thought of like prolific P bass players, I don't think I don't think even like being a massive Thin Lizzy fan, I don't think Phil would be topping that list. I don't think it'd even be in the top five. So, I'm going to be really offensive now, and I'm very sorry to anybody who's a bass player. But if you asked me what bass Phil Linnett played, I wouldn't have been able to answer. I'd probably have guessed a jazz bass, yeah, because yeah. it was the seventies. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I mean, he he started off on a Rickenbacker, uh, and when that broke, he he uh, he got the got the P bass. But then by the end of his career, he weren't using. He weren't using either of those. He was using something else, and I'm not quite sure what it was. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of an oddball. It might, it might have been an Ibanez actually, because it had a weird long headstock. Um, yeah, like I mean, I've never really paid attention to bass players, even when they sing. The only bass player that I'm pretty sure I could point out the bass that he uses is Lemmy, and that's a black four double oh three. And other than that, John Entwistle used to make his own, and John Entwistle then, was uh, he used Warwick, didn't he? As as well, he he did, but like he was synonymous for kind of making his own early on because he didn't like what everybody else was making. Um, Picky and bastard. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then other than that, you've got our old left-handed Beatles man playing that stupid violin bass. <laughs> Left-handed Beatlesman, and that's his. Uh, that's his full name. Yeah, I, um, I, his name does not cross my lips. I don't like him at all. You're not a, a Maca fan. I just uh, with the guys at work um, were doing a top ten Paul McCartney songs post the Beatles, and I mean that had the, the, there aren't ten, are there? There's well, this was my my argument was. How are you getting anything? And they had Band on the Run as being a good song, and it's just wet and boring and nonsense. Yeah. Um, they literally had to go so far as to put the frog chorus because it was it was one of ten songs that they could name, um, <laughs> which proves my point exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're saying that that is the top ten of anything, unless this top ten is shit songs, then. <laughs> Then you've probably lost. 
I mean, like yeah. Live and Let Die is legitimately a legitimately a tune. It's got some some awesome weirdness to it. Uh, it was better when Guns N' Roses did it, though. It's oof. one of those songs that the cover's better than the original. <laughs> mm, nah, I, I, I mean, I could argue either way, but I don't think I want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it that much. Um, yeah, Maka very much, very much was better with the Beatles, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, so, I think that's... And and that's the end of our news. Macca was better with the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and other obvious things. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to the other thing that the Fender Custom Shop have. I mean, the, they re- they released a few things at the Custom Shop, but largely I did not care. Um, so the the other thing is uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, so. They have done, since the 90s, they've done uh, a, a uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan signature. I believe, and don't quote me on this one because I I put very little effort into researching this, um, <laughs> is that the, the, the original Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, signatures were, like, as new. They weren't, they weren't one-for-one replicas, so it weren't, like, custom shop relic replicas. Um, whereas this, this is more of a... Uh, a close representation of what uh, what his uh, his number one was. Uh, so let's have a look. So new old stock custom shop, uh, oval C um, neck profile, faded three tone sunburst. <laughs> this is the bit that I love. Tastefully aged. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Hang on a minute. So it's an SRV, and they've tastefully. Is this like before he picked it up? Then yeah, yeah, yeah. This was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prior to Stevie Ray, so I don't think I don't think there's anything that you could say about uh, about Stevie Ray's strat that was tasteful. I mean, the giant gaudy scratch plate with his his name scribbled onto it, it's like yeah. carved, carved into it. The gold appointments and the yeah, nothing was nothing was subtle about it. And the fact that it was it it probably had about a third of the paint if you're being generous <laughs> but just tastefully aged is it's one of those oxymoronic uh, sentences and it's just it's like uh, oxymorons escape me Microsoft works there you go Microsoft works <laughs> is uh, was another one of those uh, uh, oxymoronic uh, yeah. yeah. So you t- tastefully aged. You can you can you can hear the quotation marks being done in in my voice, can you? Um, left hand uh, trem. Um, so left handed trem on a right handed guitar, as per um, Hendrix essentially. So Stevie Ray was a Hendrix fan, and apparently this is why why he had the upside down trem. Um, custom shop Texas specials. I don't know if they're any different than the regular Texas specials that. Are for sale, they're okay. They're not bad pickups, um, but they are off-the-shelf pickups. They're pickups that aren't blessed by unicorn tears or or whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, what what would you expect to pay for for that? What would you expect to pay for that? So, Stevie, it, it's Stevie. It's not Masterville. It's just normal custom shop. Um. It, it, there weren't a name uh, done to it. It might be Masterbuilt. I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, if it was master built, then they'd they'd have a name on it. There's a possibility that it's team built, which is where like a lot of the master builders have had their hands on it at some point. But um, usually, again, that's high, highly advertised. So if we if we take it as a a normal custom shop strat, yeah, with a signature model price on top of it, three and a half. Yeah, I mean we're swinging a miss again. Uh, so this one's five two nine eight, and when compared to the uh, the full Linux one, you think this is a bargain. This is yeah, yeah. yeah Get myself too bad. Could buy two of these and still have change if from the full Linux. Um, however, <laughs> if you if you come back down to earth from that that strange cloud you've been floating on, uh, five. What's essentially five thousand three hundred pounds for for a guitar? It's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, it's a I lot, mean, of, lot, of, lot of money. It's not even like he's played it himself. It's yeah, it is yeah. Like once you start paying more than about three thousand five hundred, four thousand pounds for a guitar, I'd be wanting. Like some provenance with it as well, as opposed to yeah, yeah this is a copy. Yeah, yeah, essentially, this is this is like one of those vintage copies, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh dear. Um, yeah. So that, I have no doubts that they'll fly off the shelves, and you won't you won't ever see them in shops because there are so many uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan collectors. I mean, you see it with the. Uh, the old Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, signatures that are still holding their value and even increasing in value. So these ones will be will be gone before you even get to see them. So worth a mention, but for for us mere mortals, it will be the last we ever hear of them. Yeah. Apart from on like eBay two thousand in in thirty years, <laughs> and it will be uh, here's the. Uh, those those crazy Stevie Ray Vaughan replicas for seven million dollars. Yeah, sound. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, just just looking at these custom shop prices, I am in the wrong wrong industry. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't take me that long to make a a Stevie Ray Vaughan replica. It may not be quite as perfect, but I'll sell it you off the price. Yeah. Sounds like a bargain, yeah. doesn't it? it? Yeah, it's I I I just I don't understand I don't understand. But if people are willing to pay, then I guess I do understand because yeah, yeah, yeah. People... The, mar- the the market is clearly not me, um, and I I've come to, come to terms with that. I've I've made peace with this fact, but it still doesn't mean I'm any closer to understanding it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't understand rocket science, but I I acknowledge the fact that there are people who who uh, do that as a job and send rockets into faraway lands. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, custom shop, the rocket science of the guitar world. Um, so, next piece of news: Charvel, shovel, Charvel uh, limited edition. Well, let's get this right: Super Stock SC One. Uh, so this is, it's a bit of a bit of a naughty guitar. This is, it's a little bit naughty. Uh, so it's um, essentially it's a it's a souped up super strat, but with 
slightly cla more classic stylings so it doesn't look absolutely mental it's not neon orange um <laughs> you could you could play this so uh, looking at it I, I thought it looked a bit like a Dave Murray strut so it's got that kind of aesthetic black uh, black paint uh, aged pick guard um, and it's a H uh, HS configuration uh, so it's 22 frets uh, compound uh, radius fretboard from 12 to 16 uh, power ferroy board which is common amongst Fender ish. Yeah, yeah, the FMIC is it. Um, pickups are an EVH Wolfgang in the bridge and a Seymour Duncan Screaming Demon in the neck. So the single coil humbucker, essentially. Yeah. Uh, there's no tone control, so it's completely useless. Um, it's <laughs> a, a single single volume and a Floyd Rose, uh, a, a full a fully. Uh, I think it's an American Floyd Rose system. Um, interesting guitar. It's it's relict as well. It's it's and this one. If if I was going to say like tastefully aged, I'd say I'd say more about this one than I would about the, the Stevie Ray. I mean, this is more tastefully aged than the SRV because it has some paint left on it. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you can tell that it once was a black guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is it's quite a, quite an interesting one. I think the the news article that I found said it was uh, two thousand six hundred uh, sorry two thousand and sixty six US dollars. However, I'm sure I've seen it for sale in the UK for around a grand. So that's definitely two different prices. It is. Do you, do you mind doing a little bit of a Google snoopery there? I think it was Anderton's that had it at, at that price. So maybe it's a case where the uh, the original article done fluffed it. Um, but yeah, I think in terms super of... Super stock SC1. Super stock, yeah. Right. Um, so I thought it, it has very, uh, very uh, EVH vibes to it. Uh, the the Frankenstrat kind of style with the bridge... Uh, bridge humbucker and neck single coil obviously less absolutely battered than the uh, the Frankenstrat but it's got the same kind of um, what are we saying Matt what are we saying I mean you're right it's around a thousand pounds but how you didn't remember this number I don't know 1069 pounds <laughs> there you go 69 <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the uh, British price. I, I, obviously, the US US dollars price. Um, I think was probably uh, probably wrong on the article. Um, what do you think of the look of it, Matt? What do you think? Um, it looks more like a classic strap than a super strap. It does, doesn't it? But it looks weird with no middle pickup. Yeah, because it's a classic instrument uh, i can get over the fact that there's a floyd rose on it i mean yeah. i i'm not touching it with a barge pole myself but um it just it it looks a bit weird with the h humbucker single coil i think if it was humbucker and full-sized humbucker it wouldn't look so weird yeah um i also don't like the fact that the truss rod adjustment is at the bottom of the neck not on the headstock Oh, is Which, it? Is it heel adjust? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those ones where you've got yeah, the, the bit that you the, just put the, the wheel, bar in. And, the wheel, yeah. Yeah. That, they are the I, best one. They are literally the best one. But it looks weird. I, I, I don't care about the look of it. I think it doesn't necessarily hinder the, hinder the look too much. But they are so, so convenient for truss rod adjustment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, well, absolutely. That, that I can get. But yeah, it, like, it, it looks like somebody's tried to modernise the strap in a way that I don't like, is, is how I describe that. <laughs> uh, for me, it kind of, what it strikes me as is, um, if I needed to play something with uh, a Floyd Rose system, that is the most likely culprit, because it's still in keeping with with the kind of classic, traditional look that I, most of my other guitars are accustomed to. Uh, I would be more likely to be playing that than I would be anything that is bright neon colours or <laughs> or that is like a matte black with ridiculously high output uh, pickups in as well. So I I, I dug it. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, and essentially a grand, <laughs> 1069 uh, is, isn't a terrible price for it. No, I mean, for an all-American guitar, that's not too bad. That's it. Uh, we've got a final uh, final bit of news, but we've we've also got a little segment that I forgot to put at the start, uh, which we'll do after <laughs> this as well. So, uh, Fender, 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 Fender. We've, we seem to be Fender-heavy this week. Um, they had a uh, series of pedals, I think it was not last year, but the year before, uh, that they released. They've been releasing little bits... Uh, ever since they've released another six in that pedal line, so we're talking the the pedal line that's got the uh, Santa Ana Overdrive and the uh, the Marine Layer Reverb and those, those ones. Is it the is yeah. it the chorus or a reverb? <sighs> I can never tell. Anyway, I mean, like as as much as we've talked about them on the podcast, I don't know any of them. Yeah, I think that's that's largely been this uh, this series of pedals, isn't it? The fact that they are technically competent uh, I've heard quite a few reviews of them saying that they are actually quite good but <laughs> they're they're about 10 years too late getting into this game yeah yeah if if I'm being polite like it's all well and good releasing some good pedals now but other people have also released good pedals in the past yeah you're playing the catch-up game uh, so let, let's have a look at them, see if there's anything that uh, tickles our fancy. Um, so the first one is the reflecting pool, which has got two sides. It's basically a delay and reverb built in together. But it's also got a third switch in the center. And the third foot switch is a tap tempo. I assume only for the delay and not the reverb. Because how do you get the tempo <laughs> of a reverb? Who knows? Um, so that's pretty cool. The fact that it's it's a deli- so it's essentially like your space station. Um, it, it gives you the the reverb and the delay switchable um, and then tunable to your uh, to your sounds. I think I didn't read didn't read this, but I saw the fact that there were uh, like five jack inputs on the top. So I'm assuming that this this is a stereo out, um, which. Would be awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing five jack outputs at the top, but every website that it's on doesn't tell me whether it's stereo in or stereo out. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got, I assume that's what that is. You've got to assume with, with that amount. I mean, you just expect one to be maybe like an expression and then, then the others to be like input A, input B, and then stereo A, yeah. yeah. Um So that, I mean, that in and of itself is pretty cool. Um, in terms of functionality, like it's got everything you'd need from a from your um, space creator. Um, yeah. So that 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 one I, I quite liked. So the the pour over, pour over. So like pouring over stuff. Um, an envelope filter with an inbuilt distortion. Okay, so you're still with me there. Like that is, that's a little bit strange. It's, who's asking for that? Um, so if you think think back um, a couple of years back, uh, EHX did something a little bit similar. Uh, the cockfight. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they had it was it was essentially like a static wah pedal, but that you could then have a, expression, a pedal. expression pedal in so it was essentially a wah um with an inbuilt fuzz so i think in they they may be working along the same lines of that um however this is an envelope filter so it's essentially auto wah um it's got a high and low pass filter as well uh so it's a it's a really strange one i was i, I had to double check the uh the write up for this one because i was just just a little bit stumped <laughs> It was just just a little bit a little bit strange. So that's that's that. Um, envelope filters not don't feature heavily in a lot of um, catalogs. Um, probably for good reason. <laughs> I was going to say probably <laughs> because there's not very many uses for an envelope filter. But the fact that they they cater into that corner of the market as well could be quite interesting. Um, the next one is called the Smolder. Um, S M O L D E R, smolder. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is the point in this? Right. So, so this this is a, a it's it's marketed as an acoustic overdrive pedal, which <laughs> you 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 look at those two words together and you 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 just getting getting perplexed, aren't you? Yeah, and the the headline on. At least two of the retailers says designed specifically for acoustic guitars. Yep. Who wants an overdrive for their acoustic guitar? Right, right. So, so bear with me here. I think I think I understand this this pedal. So, it's got a pickup compensation, so um, it smoothens out the, some of the the harshness of the uh, the piezo um, system because they can sound really toppy and and quite false. Yeah. So it's got a pickup correction. Uh, so that's that's brilliant to start off with. It's got drive, three-band EQ, and a cab sim. So what I'm thinking, if you ignore the fact that it has got drive, so turn that down uh, so that it's not necessarily affecting the, sim, the signal, pickup compensation, three-band EQ, and cab sim, that is a, an acoustic preamp pedal there. Yeah, 
But then, why market it as an overdrive and not an acoustic? Oh, that's because they're plain silly sausages. Uh, they clearly don't understand. <laughs> Maybe it does sound good uh, driving a driving acoustic. We I haven't heard the the uh, the pedal yet. Um, it, for me, it would be it be the the box that you take in your your gig bag with your acoustic guitar. You're going into a PA, but you don't want it to sound harsh and shitty. Pull this up, dial into the room. You've got your cab sim. You've got your pickup corrector. Maybe if you if you're doing acoustic versions of Slayer tunes, put a little just a tiny bit of drive on, <laughs> um, and then you sorted. <laughs> right now, this um, like. Uh, it's got a blend knob on it as well, so okay, you, know, okay, okay, okay. you can blend your drive completely out. That's it. You can you can blend <laughs> bl- blend the pedal completely off. There you go. That's better. <laughs> I think we found the solution to this one. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, it made, me, made me chuckle. Uh, right, so the fourth one in this list, which is potentially my favourite, uh, not because of what the pedal does, but because of the name. So this is called the Compugilist. Um, so if you remember <laughs> rightly, in, in that range was a, a drive pedal called the Pugilist. Have a guess what the Compugilist is, Matt. Is it a compressor and a Pugilist? It is a compressor and a Pugilist, yes. It, it fills me with so much joy that they have <laughs> portmentoed the shit out of those two words. <laughs> well done, Fender. I doff my cap to thee. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's much much that can be said about that. You get the standard controls that you would on a comp. You get the standard controls that you would on on your your drive channel. They're switchable. You're sorted. You, so you can you can essentially have that as your your drive station. Add the add the compression. You can have compression with drive to smoothen it. Hey, you can have compression on its own to smoothen out some um, some uh, clean notes. Maybe add a bit of upper end chime to your clean notes or you could just have the drive as your as your kind of your standard go-to drive i, I like i like the idea um i like the name as <laughs> i really like the name uh, so i think that's that's how to win me over fender crudely jam two words together <laughs> right so uh the next one is the the trapper fuzz so it's a, a fuzz with two voices. Um, it's also got a switchable octave. So rather than so rather than the two uh, two foot switches, which I thought it was initially being like voice one, voice two. Now that's selectable through a little toggle switch. You find which which voice you like, and then then you've got your uh, your upper octave switch uh, foot switch to to add some dirty noise. So essentially. What I'd see as like Jack White in a box. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what what two uh, two fuzzes these are, are voiced on. I would assume, quote unquote, vintage style, and then like quote unquote nineties style uh, IC based fuzz, maybe or. Would you like me to read what their their description says? God, if it's got to be really close to that, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, uh, with the first voice, you get a softer sounding fuzz with a switchable high uh, high octave function, 
once activated, the additional octave allows you to generate synth-like tones. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other hand, for voice two, you get a much grittier-sounding fuzz with a highly interactive noise gate. Okay. I said the, the switch changes function, then? Apparently so. Yeah, so fuck that, uh, fuck that second, second one off. You clearly <laughs> want the one with the, uh, the octave, don't you? You need a switchable noise gate, surely. If if you've got a noise gate, it's either on or off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, that's that's a potential uh, a potential hit as well because octave fuzzes are always good fun. Right. The final one is MTG colon LA, which is the worst name for a pedal I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, the Matagla. Um, or Matagla. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it <laughs> either way. Um, I assume it's got something to do with LA uh, and it's it's maybe like a, an 80s LA scene kind of glam metal, Motley Crue style, like the, the Sunset Strip kind of style drive. But I don't know because Mutagla does not mean <laughs> anything. Uh, so... What it is, is a tube distortion pedal. It uses a preamp tube, which is the uh, the new old stock 6205 preamp tube, which if it's not a, a, a 12AX7 or an ECC83... I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not, not a clue, not a clue. Um, so it's got... What we got? We've got uh, tone, bass, treble tight uh, a boost uh, and it's got a boost a switchable boost as well which can either be clean or it can be driven so it's got volume and gain for that that uh, uh, that boost so you either make it one louder or <laughs> or gainier yeah. and louder I mean that's, that's they've la- named it terribly though because the controls for the boost are a level control and a boost control. Now, don't those two things mean the same thing? Well, you you would expect <laughs> that the, the the boost would be only for the boost, and then the level. Maybe that's got something to do with the the the, the drive side of the thing. Have I got like a no, no? There's yeah. no, no. So there's two level controls yeah. right next to each other, and then there's a box around the two controls for the boost, which is level and boost. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Just name one of them grit, at least. Yeah, yeah. Or drive, grit, <laughs> gnarliness, or grr. Some, something which yeah. would suggest drive. Like, Yeah. <sighs> Go on there. Yeah. Um, what, like, this is, the like I said, the worst named pedal I've ever heard. Yes, yeah. And there are some terribly named pedals out there. Uh, so have you got the information up on that one? Yeah, um... Just says stuff like makes creamy overdrive tube dis- tube amp distortion sounds. Yeah, you you kind of general sales bullshit. Uh, but does it yeah. does it mention anything about the power consumption and the uh, the uh, the jack required for it? If it's if it's eighteen volt or um, anything special, because tube uh, tube driven pedals are. Yeah, it doesn't mention. It doesn't, it doesn't have a power draw on it on this one. Okay, it's a normal nine volt, um, like mm. uh, supply it needs, but yeah, 
Um, it doesn't mention what the draw is on the pedal. I mean, because the TC tube pilot had um, had a nine volt draw, um, nine volt barrel jack, um, but that had a ridiculous uh, current draw, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to find on any of the website whether it's got it, and it doesn't. Nowhere seems to know. I guess these probably because these haven't actually dropped yet. Yeah, the websites. Yeah, they're they're, are just... they're waiting to update on that. So, yeah. out of those pedals, Matt, out of that list of pedals, so we've got the, let's have a look again, the ref, the reflecting pool, the pour over, the smolder, the computulist, the trapper, or the metagla, which one do you think you'd go for? If if you were said that, said that you could have one of those for free, which one would you, which would you um, have? As much as it's not, Massively, my thing. I'd probably go for the reflecting pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think out of all of them, it is the least exciting, but it is potentially the most safe as well, isn't it? It's, it does everything that you want it to. They've, they've really thought about it. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've always been sort of somebody who says if I'm having a delay pedal, it needs a tap tempo function. Yeah, um, that box which is this ticked, has. Yeah. There's three different types of reverb that all have three different voices. There's three different types of delay with like another six different things on mini switches that you can change around. So you, you can definitely change the sort of sounds that you're getting out of this. Yeah. So it looks a fairly versatile delay and reverb pedal, and it's got a tap, tap tempo function. It looks like it's stereo in, stereo out. Um, yeah, it it kind of ticks all those boxes. It's it's fairly expensive, but I mean, it. I assume it's aiming at like the the Strymon levels of. Why? Well, how much is this one going for? The reflecting pool. Two five nine. I mean, that's it's not it's not bad considering like a Strymon's going a, a good three four hundred quid, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a lot. If you think the next uh, the DD uh, five hundred as well. Something like that yeah, would like be three. again, and it's just the just the delay side. So, and it, it it's the pedal that potentially comes in and 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 ends the war between delay and reverb. The, yeah, you don't need one or the other. You can have both. Yeah, you you, you don't need to fight anymore, guys. You don't need to fight anymore. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for for it bridging. Bridging the gap of of delay and reverb and and bringing peace to our nations, I think that that wins the uh, the fret talk podcast uh, pedal of the week, which yeah. is definitely a thing <laughs> that hasn't just been invented this second. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I think uh, if if I had to go for one which weren't the reflecting pool, uh, name aside, because I'd, I'd definitely go for the computer list. Be, because of the name I'd probably go for the Trapper uh, two voice fuzz with a switchable octave yeah why not Same, <laughs> sounds great uh, the Metagla can get to fuck <laughs> um, so we've got we, we, we're at the hour but I, I uh, with our with our uh, thing last week where we did uh, Best of British and America's Awesome Stuff uh, it, it got my my brain thoughts of thinking um so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose this question. If you could only have stuff from one country, so if, if you had to like, get rid of all your gear and you could only have a rig that was from 
one one country of origin. And with this, I'm not worried about where it's manufactured. I'm worried about where the company's based. So, for example, if you were to choose uh, Britain, even though the the AC30 may be made overseas because it's a British company, you could you could have the the AC30 or the AC15 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, if you could only have it from one country of origin, what would that country be? And a quick amp, guitar, and maybe like top three pedals that you'd have as a as a kind of start off gigable rig. Do you want to? Are we going high end, or are we going something that is actually feasible? Because if we're going high end, then I'm just going to say the US because I'll have a custom shop and a two rock and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'm sure I can find some pedals, but like if we're going actually achievable, I'd probably go for something that you wouldn't expect. Go on then. That sounds that sounds like it'd be probably more more exciting for the for the listeners. So let's go so, for the the the, uh, the curveball then, Matt. The curveball. I'm going to say Japan. Yeah, bastard. That was going to be my choice. Yeah, but <laughs> go for it. Go for it. So I'm taking a Boss Katana 100. Yeah. That was pretty uh, much going to be my choice as well, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure whether I was going for that or whether I was going for a Roland Blues Cube, but oh shit, yeah, yeah, oh definitely, I'd go for the Blues Cube. Um, yeah, maybe actually, I think I probably will. Yeah, let's let's take a Roland Blues Cube. I'm going to have an Ibanez AZ, um, tasty, whichever one. Yeah, um, and I will have a. Uh, Blues Cube drives all right, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, drive sounds fine. In that case, so yeah, that's my normal drive sound. Then I'll have a Tube Screamer. Yes, you will. Yes, <laughs> you will. And I'll have um, one of those mini analog delays from that Ibanez range as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah the AD, and yeah. I'm having a Boss OC2 so that I can get some octave sounds. Shit, man, you win this. You absolutely win. Uh, yeah, I was going to go for, like, strangely enough, my my setup wouldn't have been much different. It, it was definitely going to be an Ibanez guitar because they have got shed loads to choose from. You've got, like, yeah. ridiculous metal guitars, but then you've also got, like, uh, the... the bodies. The, the Talmans, which are, like, kind of telly, telly-flavoured. You've got, uh, like, if you go back in time, you've got, like, the... Um, the the road stars which which could have in strat strat setup or even like modern as you say the the AZ you could have you could have an HH or an HSS version of one of those there's so much available and then you could go like ESP as well who do like uh, they do like the telly that I've got they've got the the Ronnie Woods yeah. tellies in in the ESP liner there's just there's so much to choose from in Japan and I think Japan is an absolute sleeper for some of the massive stuff. The only thing that you kind of you're falling back a little bit on is the the amps, which yeah is it's it's difficult. So if if Japan is not available to me, I think America would be your next easiest choice, wouldn't it? But yeah, fuck easy. Um. <laughs> I mean, so you're gonna pick Estonia. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let's go Eastern European. Uh, no, I'm gonna go for Britain. Good old blighty. Um, and 
I couldn't I couldn't go Britain without having without having a Vox uh, amp. Could not do it. Um because I mean we've we've got Marshall. Marshall's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I think a good old big big loud chiropractor inducing <laughs> chime machine is, is where I'm at. Uh, so I'd have I'd have an AC thirty and some caster wheels, some British caster wheels. Uh, <laughs> Good old British caster <laughs> that's wheels. That's it. The, the best quality caster wheels you'll find. Um, I'll go for those. I'll go for the the AC30. Um, I'll go for, again, I'll go for a Vox guitar. Uh, one of these uh, single, uh, sorry, uh, double cuts, the SDC. Um, I'll go for the, the slightly pricier version now because it's, I don't have to go for my cheap ass like <laughs> junior version. Um so I'll go for one of those. Um uh, or potentially, um you know what? I've I've seen uh I've seen our Joe from Hello Sailor lording it up that he's got uh got a, a Maybury guitar's neck on his, his new telecaster build. And yeah. yeah I'll I'll go for one of those. One of the uh, maybe like uh Dante. The uh, the the T style, yeah, the T style one that uh, that our Dave Rage uh, had. So getting to do something along those lines for me. Um, so I'm I'm okay with guitars. I think, or, or or maybe even a Fidelity. I've seen a couple of those come up that are quite tasty. <laughs> I think I could get along with that. Um, I think there's there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of choice, especially in the boutique market, and this yeah. is where Britain comes into their own with the pedals yes yes a thousand times yes so my my quest for a hello sailor range master is ever continuing and in this dream setup i will definitely have one of those because driving the absolute bollocks off an ac30 with a a range master in front of it is one of the purest joys in life it is. It's it's the most fun thing you'll ever do. So I'm, I think I'm I'm happy with that. So I'll have a I'll have a Hello Sailor uh, Range Master. I will have a uh, I'll have one of the JSA comp uh, comp uh, pedals as well with the the indicator light because I as as you are Matt I am stupid and I need the light to tell me when when it's when it's doing the job. Um, yes. And. I'm going to go Tate Effects Raise the Dead just for absolute stupid <laughs> noise. Just when you want, when you feel like the drive on an AC30 with a range master is not enough and you want to kick its absolute head in. You can just, you can hear how stupid yeah. that sounds already, can't you? You can, you can. Well, at the same time, you, you're going, I wonder yeah. now that, because the range master's got the pickup. Thing in, I wonder if I boost the range master with the raise the dead. <laughs> there you go, tonal possibilities, and there is absolutely nothing subtle about what I have just created. And <laughs> fuck it, don't care. Who cares about subtle? I do it's not, not a, care. Did we did we come out at the start of this and say we need a subtle guitar rig? No, we didn't. That's we it. said we wanted the guitar rig that would give us the most joy. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I mean, my hearing probably wouldn't last too long. Uh, I don't even think the earplugs that I've got to protect them would would uh, withstand that. But that is yeah. that is definitely an experiment that I want to do at one point in my lifetime. 
AC30, crank it, range master, crank it, uh, raise the dead, crank it, see crank what happens. <laughs> Stick them all, every single control on 10. That's it. See. <laughs> oh, and, and that is a beautiful, a beautiful place at which to end our podcast for today, that is. A complete uh, I, and a I, tonal destruction. I, I like that we've also ignored the USA. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because that was the easy option, and neither of us took it. Indeed, Just, yeah, yeah. Flying in the face of uh, uh, <laughs> of the the common choice, we went nah, nah. We 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 can do better than that. And I think to be fair, we've we've come out with some pretty decent rigs there. Yeah, yours is potentially more usable. Uh, mine does one I mean, sound. I, I I concentrated on. Stuff that I use regularly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I threw a large middle finger up to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, went, no, loudness. How can I get more loudness? That, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, like, which one of us is going to be standing on the stage with the bigger grin? I mean, you, clearly. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think, from the fact that I thought I was defeated straight up, that, that we weren't too bad. Uh, let's wrap the show anyway because we've, we've we've done a decent one today. Um, so you catch us online. You go uh, facebook dot com slash the fret talk podcast group question mark. It's something like that. It's in the show notes. Uh, you'll find it in there. Uh, there'll be numbers and and letters, alphanumeric codes, maybe. Uh, fret talk podcast group. You go into groups. You you search it. You'll find it. Um, yeah. Myself is. Uh, budget pedal chap uh, everything pretty much facebook youtube instagram all of that good stuff slash budget pedal chap you'll find me um i also appear on the pedal boards of doom youtube channel every so often um and our live podcast happens on there as well so if you are not part of the, the uh, pedal boards of doom group make sure that that's that's the case again go check in the show notes it's literally like three button clicks and then you'll be there um Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at everything. You are Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. All of that, all that jazz. Um, that, that's it pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that... Occasionally I guest on a YouTube channel called the uh, Budget Pedal Chap. <laughs> I'm not sure you've heard him. Well, hey, yes, you do. <laughs> um... And, and like we mentioned, there's probably going to be some kind of raise the dead off soon, which would be nice. Yeah, uh, that'll be good for him. It will be. Uh, there's a there's also I don't know if it'll he'll have ended by now, but if it hasn't, definitely, definitely check out. It's on, it's on the Pedal Boards of Doom um, uh, Facebook group. You can win an Anna Sound um, Spring Reverb pedal. Uh, essentially, they are uh, they are willing to to give away the, the the control unit as well as either the the small, medium, or large spring. So if you haven't entered that competition yet, make sure you do because I am incredibly jealous that I can't win it. Um, <laughs> so so make sure you do. Thank you for making it this far as well into the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you listening and all of your support. Uh, if you do want to make this a bigger and better podcast as well, share it with people. Make sure that people know about it. Get the word out there. Um, so that'll be us for today, number 107. 
from your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Hey. It will be. I like how you pointed the microphone at you at me there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that you were interviewing me. Yeah. And how do you feel about it? <laughs> uh, so from from both of us, he, clearly we've got too much sun today. Um, it will be a tatty boy and good day for this week. This is too weird. I know. Tatty boy and good night. As <laughs> as per always. Night. some noise through my uh, my microphone I don't know it might be my voice uh, <laughs> okay, I'm picking up some noise from my microphone it appears to be my voice it keeps spiking whenever I talk I don't know what's that <laughs> yeah mine does that as well yeah